You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Before we get to our podcast, let's talk about Podcorn. You've heard me talk about them before many times, and they are sponsoring yet again because they are awesome. We love Podcorn. You know why? Because Podcorn does a multitude of things. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to other amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities like host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, mid-roll, post-roll, cinnamon roll ads, whatever, right? That was ad-libbed. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose your opportunities right on the platform, set your own rates, and collaborate with the brands without any exclusivity. That's the best part. They don't own you. You own you. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here every single step of the way to make sure you're protected and that you get paid and no one tries skipping out on the check. Remember running out as a kid at the diner? That wasn't cool. It's funny, but when you're older... It's not cool. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, freedom, and full control of how we monetize and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn for free and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Podcorn, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. What's going on? By the time you've heard this, we've already had our live show. So if you were there, you know all the cool things that we had and how much fun it was. And if you don't know, if you weren't there, well, guess what? You're going to have to wait till next week or so. Before we get to it, with Bobby Umar, by the way, trying to rip the heart out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, two quick notes. Hello to all of our new fans and friends. Thank you so much for coming aboard this pirate ship of tomfoolery and general shenanigans. Whatever. If you have not yet done so, please, a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on the podcast platform in which you listen to us would be extremely helpful. But the most important thing we could ask, tell your friends about how awesome this podcast is because it is awesome. We're the only movie podcast doing what we do, and we do it so damn well. Share with your friends. Tell them about our podcast. That's all we can ask for. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. And now, without any further delay... Here's Bobby Umar taking on Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Kalima Shakti Day. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. 
I'll be back. Only in a rerun. Kevin Israel, name that film. Oh, you, I was, I, yeah, hold on. I can't I'll be remember. Back. I'll I be know. back. Only in a rerun. Oh, wait, was that true? Not true. Uh, I know it. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of the movie. The Running Man. Jesus Christ. Running Man. That was an easy one. I gave you an I, easy I couldn't. I just, I, I could picture it, and I just couldn't get the name in my head. Okay. Hey, everyone. How are you? Gutting the Sacred Cow back again. Kevin Israel. What's going on, buddy? What's happening, dude? How are we well, doing? Yeah, should we film, film an, uh, an alternate intro? Hey, that was an amazing live show we had. <laughs> Excellent. You're 100% that's good. Wow, you guys, you missed it by not being there, you idiots. Can you believe all those naked chicks showed up? I was shocked. David Tell, the greatest comedian who ever walked the face of the earth, he goes, every time you've ever like, hung out with a bunch of guys and then left, you get your, a call from your buddy you know, the next day. Oh, man, you should have hung out, man. After you <laughs> left, the Dixie Chicks came in and fucked everybody. Even the kid who, had ha- who has asthma in a wheelchair got a blowjob wearing a Babylon 5 t-shirt. <laughs> and that's why David Tell is the best. We didn't come here to talk about David Tell, although I seem to do that in a lot of our podcasts. We've got Bobby Umar today, and he has come on our podcast to talk about the second indiana jones film we've done in this program and that is indiana jones in the temple of doom bobby thanks for doing the program how are you sir i'm excited i've never done anything like this before so i'm super pumped to talk about movies it's great awesome bobby tell the fine folks what you're up to where you can where we can find you what's going on in your calendar so uh i'm i'm basically a motivational speaker and leadership coach and so i basically am a social media Let's start with half a million followers a lot on and at Instagram a lot at Rayhan Bobby R A E H A N B O B B Y. I do a lot of uh, work on storytelling and I do have a comedy kind of uh, link, which is on the board just for uh, a comedy theater that I used to do improv comedy through the day. Sounds better. Okay, Bobby, Bobby's come on to do, like I said, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom 1984. A budget of $28 million at the time. A gross of $333.1 million. Wow. Now, in 2020 dollars, $71 million budget, $844.7 million in 2020 money. That is some pretty good fuck you money right Is that there. our biggest jump? I feel like that might be the most impressive leap we've had for inflation. Uh, no, Gone with the Wind by far. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Gone yep. with the Wind. It's stupid how – I think that made more than Avengers did when you do the – Yeah, uh, I, think we, I think it came out to yeah, – Wow. When you do the jump. Bobby, as you've heard on our show before, we do the IMDb score, which you know is a scale from 1 to 10 with decimal points. What did Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom score on IMDb? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I'll go for 7.8. Kevin Israel. I'm going to go 8.2. 7.6. Wow. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby right there for the rebound. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, as we also know, is a scale 1 through 100 percentages. What did the critics score Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Kevin Israel. 68. Bobby. I got to go 69 just so I can hopefully win on the upper side. 84. Boom. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. That's good. Yep. Those must have been – that must be affected by a lot more recent uh, – You think it got brought down? Yeah, I think I think I got pulled up. I feel oh, like okay. initially – I feel like initially the critics probably 
were a little harder on it. I'm dying to see if anybody has the balls to come on our podcast and do Raiders. I think that one's going to be a bulletproof one. Do you? Well, I, I like I like that we're doing it backwards. We are. Well, if, we they started, did, if they did Avengers, someone's going to do Raiders. I, listen, before I get – sorry, we'll get to the next point in one second. Uh, Bobby, give me the audience score on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm going to go higher than I'm going to go higher. Let's say uh, – I'm going to say 88. Kevin Israel. Mm, I, I do agree with Bobby, so I'm going to pull his trick and go 89. 81. Oh. Ah, damn it. Bobby, you've been all over wow. me this whole game. Man, he is That's on it. you like stink on shit. Yeah, Bobby, I think there are like 10 films we discussed that I think are completely bulletproof. I think Raiders is one of them. I think uh, the, the Matrix is another. Goodfellas is a third. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Naked Gun, Shawshank. Those are all, I think, bulletproof or no one's going to. Caddyshack. No one's going to have the balls to come on. Shawshank, there. yeah, for yeah, sure. No, not going to touch and I that. And I also feel like if somebody picks those movies, it's just going to be like, all right, it's going to be terrible. Like, yeah, it'll be all conspiracy theories and stuff. Right. They're gonna, they're only, <laughs> their only hope could be it's, it's overrated in here as hell. It's not a nine or a ten. It's a six or a seven. But right. there's no one who can right. say it sucks. I'll, right. I'll, and I'll still shit on their points. Quotes, <laughs> Kevin Israel, I'm sure you may have a lot of these because they're all, most of mine are said by the same guy. Dr. Jones, no time for love. <laughs> Hold on your potatoes. Nice try, Lao Chi. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. You cheat, Dr. Jones. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. Feels like I'm stepping on fortune cookies. Hold on, lady. We go for a ride. And another one that's under the ra- under the radar. We are going to die. <laughs> Kevin Israel, what quotes did you? Uh... Yeah, you took all my short round quotes. So thanks for that. <laughs> thanks. I didn't want audio out there of me mimicking a Chinese kid. So uh, actually, Vietnamese. Actually, he was Vietnamese. Uh, yeah, but he was supposed to. I think in the movie he was supposed to be Chinese. Yes, that is true. Um, so uh, so the two quotes that stuck out to me were. When in the uh, in the club in the beginning, when he has the knife to Willie's uh, side, he says, "Give me what you owe me, or anything goes." Yes, it's like that was the name of the this song. song. Yep. Yeah, and um, and when he's uh when he's in Wiley's room when they're when they're, you they're about to do it, he goes, "Nothing shocks me. I'm a scientist." I like how you called her Wiley, like Wiley Coyote. It's Willie. 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 Do you know? Willie. I always think it's Wiley in my head for some reason. I'm like Wiley. Did she Wiley. have a big? Did she have a big bomb that said "Acme" as she struck a match and blew herself up? <laughs> Bobby, what quotes jumped out at you? Oh, I like I like all the ones from uh, Short Run. I mean, you cheat, Doctor Jones. You call him Doctor Jones' doll. Those are great. Uh, and uh, I actually like the ones from uh, from uh, the, the the main the main bad guy, Mola Ram, because right. uh, he speaks he speaks in Hindi, and I know what he's saying. So he went. So when he went. Kali Ma Shakti Day, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's scary!" What does that mean? <laughs> what are you by doing? the way? Since since you're a translator, well, it, what does it mean? It means black black mother, give me uh, I think life, and uh, oh, it was scary. And but yeah, it was really intense, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna jump the gun and say Molaram, top ten villain of the '80s, hands down. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I feel like villains have been trying to recreate him for years. And failed miserably. It's just the eyes. They're so scary. Hey, yeah. his, his, his vocal intonation, everything. He, oh, that guy, yeah. that guy is a Bollywood star, I'm sure. You yeah. Might know. But that's not, that's not in our five fun facts. These are our five fun facts. Five fun facts. 
five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Spielberg got the idea for Temple of Doom as the ideas that he had that did not make the cut in Raiders, specifically the minecar chase scene that was in Temple, would have been in Raiders when he and Marion were escaping from the Nazis after finding the Ark. And the raft in the snowy mountains would have been Indy on his way to meet Marion in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Kihu Kwan, who played the aforementioned and affable short round, was discovered by accident. His brother was there to read for the part, but producers saw Kihu, he, okay, explained to his brother what exactly was going on, and they invited him to audition with Harrison Ford. I'd pay a lot of money to see that video. I would kill to see that. <laughs> There's got to be a YouTube of that. All of the film's locations were in India, but no part of the film was shot there. Why? Indian officials found the script to be offensive to Indian culture, and they wanted final cut. So of the producers said, fuck you, and changed the location to Sri Lanka, as well as London and the Paramount Lots in L.A. Number four. Harrison Ford had a slipped disc when he awkwardly fell while fighting the thuggy guard in his bedroom. He had to fly back to the States to get emergency surgery. So they used Harrison Ford's body double for 80% of the conveyor belt fight with the thuggy slave master, who, bonus, by the way, played the Nazi mechanic that he fought in Raiders. Uh, that's that's a great oh, like that. don't get me started on that ah <laughs> i love that that was a that was a nice double two for one fun and there is a there is a picture of his uh his stunt double and the guy did look just mm-hmm. like harrison i Ford. saw yep oh. last one and i was and i'm guilty because i thought this St- uh, spielberg petitioned for this film to be pg-13 but this is not the first film to be pg-13 want to take a guess what is gremlins Good guess, but no. Which, uh, by the way, back? Empire was PG, and that was four years prior, so no. No Star Wars film was PG-13 until episode three, which was 2003, four, five, five. You guys are awesome nerds. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why we hit number 15 on the iTunes Top 100. <laughs> wow. The best. Yeah, you are. Bobby, you're going to help us get past that. Ready? Let's go. The answer is Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. All that blood and gore, right? With yeah, that PG-13. PG-13 in the 80s was so much better than PG-13 now. Ain't that the goddamn <laughs> truth? Yeah, this is nothing. Okay. We've got our five fun facts out of the way, but we want to give Bobby Umar the chance he's been champing at the bed for. That's right, champing. <laughs> Don't say chomping. Don't seem like a dumb dildo in front of your office coworkers. It's champing at the bed. Bobby Umar, it is now your turn to gut. Gut. The, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. And so I, the, the reason why Temple of Doom sucks is that I broke it down to four key themes. And I'll tell you what they are right now, and then I'm going to dive into them. The first one, and then the other thing that's interesting is I guess start with the, the biggest one. What's the, what's the biggest thing that really bugs me? And I, had, I was debating between is it one or two or two or one, and I was like, ugh. But I went with number one, and number one, it's Willie Scott, man, as the heroine. Absolutely horrible. Uh, number two, the brown connection or disconnection and that, the offense that it gives. The third piece is the white savior aspect. 
And the fourth one is the chronological aspect of how it broke my suspension of disbelief in the theater. So let me get into Willie because she is absolutely the worst, the worst heroine. I mean, she's a heroine. I mean, she's nothing compared to like Marion and, and, you know, she's a badass, right? And then you have Elsa, who's at least educated, even though she wasn't that great of a, a, a villain, I think. And, you know, she's a cliche damsel in distress. She's pretty much the Jar Jar Binks of the Indiana Jones franchise. And, wow. and here's why. Let me explain why, okay? Number one, is she comic relief or not? Because she wasn't very funny, and she kind of warned my patience. Uh, number two, she screams all the time and complains about silly things like dry cleaning and, and no phone. You know, I'd rather much, I'd much rather hear a solo say, hello, Indy, my friend, you know, versus uh, I haven't said that a hundred times versus her saying, Indy, you know, I'm like, I don't know, she must say like at least a dozen times in the movie. Right. She insults the hospitality of the Indy village who are starving, right? Right. I mean, what's not to like about her? Oh, she, she's a keeper, right? <laughs> and then, okay, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give this. She's wearing the Indian, the Indian outfit and as a brown man, I find white women in the Indian outfits pretty hot, but you know what? It's still wrong. It's still cultural appropriation. And so, you know, gotta, gotta be mindful of that. Uh, and by the end, like Willie was so painful to me that I stopped rooting for her. And, you know, maybe when uh, Mo ran threw her in the lava pit, I was kind of hoping for some collateral damage. Maybe Indy will find himself a real authentic South Asian babe, you know, with a college degree. And that will be nice, you know, for, <laughs> for the rest of the movie. And then of course, you know, Spielberg married Cape Capshaw. And we all know why, because why she may have been there, because, you know, like he he was going through a divorce. He met her and, you know, she was really pretty. And there you go. So I think she just caused a huge problem for the movie. So number one, Willie Scott as the as the heroine, just a terrible, terrible person to have. Number two, the brown connection or the brown disconnection of the call. There were so many cultural inaccuracies regarding Indian culture, the depiction of Indians as, you know, these chilled monkey brain eaters and the misrepresentation of the Hindu goddess Kali which isn't evil. It's actually a good thing, right? And there's a lot, a lot of controversy there. And then the main lead, and this is something I, I, I'm going to tell you, the Amrish Buri, uh, one thing I, a lot of people don't know, this is a bias on my part. Uh, he actually looks and sounds like my dad. And so because Who of does? that... Who does? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when my, when my brother and sister walked, we were like, oh my God, that's dad. And it was so scary. We were, we couldn't, we just couldn't sleep for days. Did he go to your, did he, when he tried to put you in bed, did he go to your heart? Kalima, He Did he put like his hand on your chest eyes. every night? Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad has his eyes, you know, and just the voice and he's very stern and like, oh my God, that scared us. So that was funny. And then, you know, why is the entire group of Indian leaders following a kid, right? Right. I mean, even, the, when, and even when the Maharaja spoke, right, he was actually dubbed. You could tell he was dubbed by somebody else. They couldn't get a brown kid out of, like, a billion kids to just say those words. Oh, I thought this, and I thought that, you know, all the stuff he says. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, how did voodoo culture enter in South Asian mythology? That one I don't understand. The entire dinner scene was got off and dis- disgraceful. Like, just having brown people, for, and first off, they weren't even brown people, but having having, having brown people eating bugs and snakes and the chill monkey's brain and all and wait, I wait, 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 one second. I hate to interrupt you. What do you mean they weren't all brown people? Besides them, the user the three of them and the English general or whatever he was, they're all No. Did I miss something? Yeah, that's Enlightening. my next point. Okay. Perfect segue, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So the there was actually a bunch of white guys dressed up as brown guys with like these big beards and stuff. They were clearly white. A few of them were Middle Eastern, okay. But seriously, they they, they you know they found South Asian women dancers in the palace, but they could they couldn't find anyone to cast a two billion brown people in the world. I mean, come on, 
I thought that was ridiculous. You know, and next time, like, stick the Nazis to the bad guys, please. So that brown piece is very offensive. Number three, the white savior aspect, okay? You know, we have a woke culture now. And so many movies dive into culture areas where the, the whole white man saves the non-white folks. Indy saves the Indian village. Then, the, then at the end, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting the, the Indian guys. The British white brigade shows up and kills the rest of the brown cult-like folks. And uh, to me, like, that's a bit much, a bit much. And then finally, the fourth thing that bugs me is the chronological pieces as I watched through the movie that broke my suspension of disbelief. And I will say right away, it opened up. I love the opening. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the number was kind of cool. The fact they did it in Mandarin or, or whatever language, I think I think it was Mandarin. That was great. But let me go through things where I kind of lost my, my disbelief. First off, the antidote. Okay, they present the antidote. Who does that? Are these criminals or are they like nice guys? I mean, villains who want to provide an escape and offer a soliloquy on how to actually get away with it and provide the solution. I mean, they should just kill them, took, took the thing, and they should have gone. I don't understand why they would do that. Uh, Indian's Asian buddy in the beginning with the gun. He dies. Oh, no, we barely knew him. Felt We barely knew you, buddy, but who is he? And uh, are we supposed to lance his death? It was like trying to squeeze an emotional moment for my broken black panther doll that you guys never met or knew. Like, who? Ca- why would you care? Why do I care about this guy? Like, there was nothing there to care about this guy. Uh, I noticed the club was called uh, Club Obi Wan, so thank George Lucas. That's probably one of your things. Uh, the third streak by Willie, I was already wishing she was someone else. Uh, and then... Uh, I'm glad they had, and here's the other one, that, you know, they had the traveling, the, the traveling map motif, map motif, where they kind of, they take a plane and a train and they have the map and it goes along the yep. line. Yep. They only did it once. Like, that was it. I mean, and that was it. And then we just dove into this gigantic hole of a cave and we never left and never went anywhere else. And then really suspending my disbelief, the life raft falling from a thousand feet. Like, come on. Like, that was scary as hell. But like, ah, and then nothing. Nothing. They they should have broken multiple bones. But they landed especially, on especially snow. Willie. What's that? But they landed on snow. It's soft. <laughs> I mean, especially Willie. She's so fragile, right? And then they slide down a mountain on a snow field, and then they fall another several hundred feet into rapids. You ever done a belly flop? Smack. That thing would hurt. Not a scratch on him. And then after that, again, uh, last thing, while I love the ending of the kids running to the village, which was really sweet, first off, there was literally, I don't know how there's 200 kids in this one village, but, you know, because there, there's more kids than were parents. Okay, or way more kids than parents. But do they have to end the movie on Willie again with Indy? Like, seriously. They decided to start the movie with Willie and end the movie with Willie. The worst aspect, please, free Willie from this movie, please. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say for you guys is finally, sure. I was 13 years old when I saw this movie, okay? And I was more terrified of the dark scenes and the, the heart, the kill your heart scene than it was as a 10 year old watching Raiders melt people's faces. So holy nightmares, Batman. That was like scary as hell when I saw him as 10. So that's why to me, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom sucks. Willie Scott's a horrible heroine. Uh, the Brown disconnection, the offense of cultural appropriation, the white receiver aspect and all the chronological pieces that made me suspend my disbelief. Even as a kid in 1984, when this came out, you walked out going, nah, not for me. Uh, yeah, just really, just rub me the wrong way, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've read this. That's, that's, that's my fine. say, and I've said it. Okay. No, no, no. Like that's it. good. I, I like it. You're all heated up. I'm getting worked up. Does this really happen to you guys? You get worked up? Oh, of oh, course it does. You're and, and, energy. And you're, and you're about to hear the, the, the energy returned. Kevin, you want to go first for this one, or shall I go first? I'll, I'll, why, don't, I'll, why, don't, why don't you go first? All righty, then. By the way, this uh, these notes sponsored by the lovable 
Gutting the Sacred Cow website where you can buy a shirt like this, as well as hats, mugs, bags, cell phone holders. Kevin, what else can the good folks find at uh, guttingthesacredcow.com? Oh, oh, you can find our blogs. Every week we're writing, literally every day we're giving you blogs. We're giving you content every single day. We're giving you news. We're giving you the movies we watched and didn't like or loved. So you don't have to suffer through it and you can just enjoy the stuff we enjoy. We're talking, we're, we're talking, uh, sequels that we want to see or don't want to see. We're giving you a bevy of information for free. No, nothing. And they're short and they're easy and they're fun. And you can sound like you know what's going on in entertainment. And we're starting a brand new segment called That Doesn't Happen, where we pick a scene from a movie that annoys the shit out of us that people try and pat the producers or writers try and pass off if that happens in real life, but doesn't happen in real life. You know, so we have our we have our peccadillos to air. Notes. Uh, wow. There are many. Uh, You're right. It's a very big font. You know, 14. Cambria notes. I love seeing Jean-Claude Van Damme Shidoshi from Bloodsport as the Chinese gangster. He should have made Indy stick his hand into a koi pond and pull the diamond out while blindfolded. (laughs) I knew one of you was going to get a blood, uh, blood reference. Yeah, man. Great film. First time I've ever seen someone use a gong as cover. Wish there were many more times someone replicated that. Damn it. You did. Ah, Yes, Kate Capshaw is an annoying, shrill character. And wouldn't you be shrieking if you had spikes in your face, spiders and bugs in your hair? Bobby, you mentioned you don't like her. Guess what? Let's consider the basic fact that she's not a typical heroine and people are angry that she doesn't show female empowerment. Why? Because she is a showgirl, okay? A showgirl. And to all the people who complained, not every female role has to be one of empowerment. empowerment. I haven't seen a showgirl kick ass Ever. And believe me, I watched an entire film about them starring Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. Long way to go for a showgirls joke. Okay, thank you very much. I'm proud to say I've never seen that movie. I saw the Dollar Theater and it was glorious. (laughs) You went to the wrong Dollar Theater. (laughs) She's hot. I've never, ever, ever fallen asleep while putting my hat over my face and closed my eyes. Anyone else? Anyone else ever put their hat over their face? (laughs) I've never done that. Is it, Kevin? Is this another that doesn't happen moment? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Add yeah. it to the list. Is this just <laughs> a good one? Is this just a movie movie thing? Like sticking your a knife in your mouth while diving off an ocean as your boat explodes? Is that the kind of realism we're getting into here? Isn't short round the cutest scamp you've ever met? How did Indy not take his hat off every take after every take and tussle his hair after every line? Maybe he did. I goddamn Harrison Ford. That's what we call a missed opportunity in sales. Very bold prediction looking at the village guide and saying, we're in India. Wait till Google face recognition comes down the pike in seven years, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm not big with the, I, So I, I see your cultural appropriation jokes and I are lines. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. Here's one I think you missed. So if Indy could translate what the village leader was saying, why not converse with him in his native tongue, being he's on that guy's home turf? Right. <laughs> I don't care how rude it is. If you cut into any part of meal that I'm at and something crawls out of it, I'm swallowing the change fee and calling the airlines for an immediate flight out of that country. 
Kevin Israel, I've got my first nomination for That Doesn't Happen. Throwing the whip into the fan will not hang someone as its fan twirls around and eventually hangs them to death. That fan would rip right out of the ceiling. That doesn't happen. I just hung a fan in my house. And as I was hanging it, I pulled on it and thought of that scene. And it was like, wow, this would... This wouldn't, it wouldn't even take, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even hang from it for a second. It would just tear right out of the wall. As soon it was as also a really big guy, too. He was huge. He would have ripped yeah, it out of the yeah. ceiling. Right. Yep. Didn't you, didn't we all see Jackass, the first one where Steve O jumps into a fan and him jumping into it knocks it right off? Yeah. Fans aren't very sturdy. I, I love Jackass films. Even my five year old was watching that with me for a few moments until, the toy, until the toy car part came out. Then she had to leave the room. We can all thank this film for inspiring Kano's fatality in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Finish him. Love it. I got Bobby on that one. Here's another one. victory. You know it. A pretty bloodless heart extraction by Mola Ram. He'd make a hell of a phlebotomist. Guys, I, I'm pretty good with geography. I didn't had no idea that Pankot Palace was on a volcano or had a direct line to the Earth's core. Don't you know in any movie, if you dig down deep enough, you hit liquid hot magma? Yeah, magma. Magma. In a village of people who do not speak English, how is it the one kid in jail spoke perfect English to short round? <laughs> uh, excuse me. Two. Both Same. of them spoke perfectly perfect English. Oh, okay. Mola Ram did not pull out Willie's heart, but he should have, could have, sure could have done us a favor and yanked out her vocal cords instead. Uh, oh, I missed one. Mola, oh, I already said that one. The collapsing spike scene in the room is still fucking amazing, and I'll awesome. fight you on a hill. Thank you. Nah, it's right up there with the trash compactor in a new Star Hope. Wars. And yeah. here's another one: the mine, the mine car chase scene, also super iconic, flawless. Yeah. yeah. John music, John Williams music is top fucking notch. I will argue that this trilogy and the original Star Wars trilogy arguably are tied for the greatest he's ever done. Every one of those films, the original three of this, the original three of Star Wars, are just neck and neck and neck and neck and neck and neck. Flawless. The music makes these movies so much better. Okay. Sorry, I didn't hear what you were saying. You said something stupid in my ear. Don't repeat that. Listen, E.T. over Superman. Thank you very much. The timing is way off with some of these scenes. He would have, Indy would have been crushed by the spikes because there's no way he would have made it across the room through the door in time before that, do- that door shut. Willie would have burst in the flames like the other guy who did, whose heart got yanked out at that same exact height or at the absolute very least gotten second slash third degree burns and indiana jones face was millimeters from that rock grinder you know grinder kevin the the rock grinder before he escaped so three that's how we met (laughs) no it's toe tapping on the vince lombardi rest stop i know is the 80s but holy shit did the scene where water shoots out of the mine when they all were plastered against the rock as it shot outside of of the mines and the scene, and also the, the falling into the river with the alligators, that was horrendous special work, special effects work. Horrendous. A funny nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark when the two thuggy guards swung their swords around. Indy reaches for his gun and realizes there's no gun. 
Right. Love that nod from Raiders. Yeah. That all being said, this film is still fucking solid. I love Temple of Doom. <laughs> it is the third best of the trilogy, but that's like the original Star Wars trilogy. All three are excellent. There has to be one that is the quote-unquote worst, and this is it. But this film is more enjoyable despite people displaying fake outrage, like you'll hear in the Amazon comments, okay? And, and as a postscript to you, Bobby, I, I wrote this down as a complaint, how the fuck did the Brits know to show up at that exact moment at that exact location and shooting down the thuggy guards? That was something else. Hmm, wait a minute. Nope. I give this film a seven out of 10. It is still excellent. And yes, it passes the remote test. Bobby, the remote test is if you're flipping around on cable and you happen to stumble on any film at any point in time of the film, do you drop the remote? The answer for this film, emphatically, yes. Even my five-year-old, while I was watching this just yesterday before football started, she stuck with it for the last, she walked in and the last hour, so all the bad shit happened. This is pretty much the mine car chase scene and a little bit before that. She was glued and she is not, not yet, working on this, a movie fan like Daddy, but she was glued to watching that shit happen. She loved when the bad guys fell to the alligators. That's the, that's the fun part she enjoyed. Seven out of ten. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. Wow, seven out of ten. Well done, Kevin. So you covered a lot of my points, so we'll, uh, we'll keep, try to keep this as tight as possible. These uh, These... Indiana Jones movies have never seen any kind of stereotype they didn't like and then fully dive into completely headfirst. Sometimes they're enjoyable. Sometimes, as Bobby points out, they're, uh, they, put, they push the limit a little bit. But goddamn, he, they like stereotypes more than Tarantino likes the N-word. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how every time they show somebody of ethnic – of uh, some ethnic background, it's that exact one thing you probably think about that ethnic background. He's like, we're just going to take, we're riding this all the way. Uh, the the gong, I I, I want to know which which is better, hiding behind a gong while it's while it's rolling and you're, people are shooting bullets at you, or running from a boulder and getting under the door just in time. I'm not sure which is cooler. I think the gong. Yeah, because no one's ever done that before. Right, right, right. Between, between watching this and having just watched The Hateful Eight, I will never drink anything around shady people ever. <laughs> now you know how women at clubs feel. <laughs> it's, it's, you just have to assume everybody's roofing you. Yes. I get it. I don't know how nobody's pointed this out yet, but Han helps Indy. Han helps Indiana. The guy's name was Han. And I, I actually rewound. I was like, is his name actually Han? And has nobody ever pointed this out? I, I don't know if that was intentional or what, but uh, I, I thought it was kind of coincidental that, they, that this random character. I also agree with Bobby that they bring this guy in and he goes, oh, we've had so many adventures. And it's like, what were these? What did you do? Where did you come from? Now, I, I also always forget that this is actually a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. And they never... Other than the dates, you don't ever you don't ever really get anything that Indy either wasn't as good as he was later. Like you 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 never pick up on that in the movie. But the fact is, it did happen a number of years before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. What year did this take place? Did they say nineteen thirty nine, thirty eight or thirty nine? Yeah. So right at the beginning of of uh, World War Two, right? I guess when all this shit was really starting to happen. Yeah. The fact that he 
falls out of a plane, rafts through wherever, ends up in the middle of India, goes to a palace, and some guy walks out and goes, Indiana Jones, I know who yeah. you are. Like, what? <laughs> He's an archaeologist. He's not Brad Pitt. The guy's like, oh, yeah, I know you, but come on in. That's complete horrible <laughs> Especially back then. I could, I could maybe understand today because of the internet, and I could see some official knowing him because maybe he's famous but back in 1930 there was no chance this guy knew who he was and he <laughs> that guy that gets me every i think it's just hysterical that he finds this guy in the middle who's just like oh yeah i know who you are well don't you think they get a? Sub- you saw him tweeting earlier probably <laughs> yeah. no don't you think he had a subscription to time life magazine sent to pencott palace <laughs> <laughs> the uh <laughs> <laughs> the the line where short round where they're where they're walking through the 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 all the the bugs and he's st- and they don't know it's bugs yet and he goes I think it's fortune cookies it's yeah. like we get it he's Asian holy shit <laughs> <laughs> we get it yeah. it's Asian that they have to you know what we should make the point one more time make a fortune cookie joke that'll really get them make our point this time it would have been a bonus if when they were playing cards and indy won the hand he would have taken his money and went <laughs> well you know what it was almost when indy when indy first sees when they're in the raft and they first stop and he sees the the villager standing there indy goes like this it's like oh my god not everybody does that i mean i i, I don't know if that is a universal thing in indy in uh, india but it was just like that's Oh, okay. We know that must be India, India because he made that gesture. That's what we know about India. They he, he do pull, that. He pulls out a yoga mat from behind and goes, Namaste, and does downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the mind scene, I agree with you that the mind scene is iconic. Yes. Yeah, the, the riding through the mind scene. It does feel a little bit like a Disney ride to me. It was it's just it's 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 very exciting, but it and you could see you it almost makes sense because Spielberg, as you said, those two scenes were scenes that he wanted to bring in, and he there was just so much focus on those scenes and so much going. He just had this great idea for the scene, and that scene almost overwhelms the rest of the movie because it's so well thought through. You could it felt like an almost an independent moment from the rest of the movie, which brings me to my overall thought about this movie. I was never a fan of Temple of Doom. I'm still not a fan of Temple of Doom. I love Indiana Jones. I think he's a great character. Harrison Ford is amazing as as Indiana Jones. Is this a terrible movie? No. But is it? does it compare anywhere to the other two? Absolutely not. They, it, and I, it's funny. I was saying to Kev before, the, before we started taping that my opinion actually apparently goes against everybody else's opinion in the movie, uh, of, of this movie, because I think it's, Oh, has way too light of a feeling. There, everybody's saying how dark it is because of the violence and the and the ripping the hearts out and this and that. Maybe I'm just numb. Well, the kids' slavery that didn't get you either. Everything. Yeah. Look, everybody. You got to. We need iPhones. But the point <laughs> and, is, and diamonds from blood, you know, blood diamonds too. But the the, the point. It, it just everything felt comical. It felt like they were making fun of almost everything. Like this, it's like Roger Moore and James Bond. It was yes, a silly felt, Bond, felt right? Very yes, one hundred percent. That's a great, great said. point. That's a yeah, great it's, point. It's, it's a great yeah. that that the dinner scene. Uh, that dinner scene is also iconic, but it's batshit crazy. Nobody yeah. would ever invite a bunch of and because they had the British guy and now they had Indiana Jones and they're big. Even if that was your native cuisine, if you're hosting foreign dignitaries, you're not going to be like, "Hey, we eat bat shit." So now you're going to have to eat bat shit. You would try to make them comfortable, <laughs> feed them something that they might want to eat. 
But it was, I mean, <laughs> that's a great point. Like, start them off easy. Like, chicken tikka masala, we could all right. eat that, right? right. We're cool on that. Listen, we're going to put a little bit of curry Apples, in this. You food. might be used to it. Yeah. But we're going to try. Rogan Joe is another I, basic one. <laughs> although, every t- anytime anyone serves soup anywhere I am, I always go, chilled monkey brains. Yeah. <laughs> great. But the, that, whole, that whole scene, it's just, the whole thing feels very comical. And Indiana Jones, to me, in this one, feels like a character of himself. It feels like they took everything, all his behaviors in the first movie, and made it worse. Like when the snake falls, when she thinks it's the elephant's trunk and the snake falls, and he's like, ah! Like, he, all right, we get he's scared of snakes. But it's, everything just seemed to be dialed up, and they, just, and they just said, hey, what worked in the last movie? Let's do it, and let's just go crazy with it. And the, the, all the bad guys were just so over the top. And my biggest problem with this movie is it didn't feel like it has the gravity of the first movie. The first movie had this world-spanning adventure, and it was the Nazis, and it was Jesus, and it was all these huge, you know, historic moments. And this movie is this movie felt like it was just brought down to this this one. Th- and I and I get that they wanted like a, a they county. Wanted, he saved a county, great, right, you know? right. <laughs> and that's and that's fine. And if you want to if you want to do a micro version, but then they go back to then with uh, the third movie, it also gets huge again. And they're looking and they're going all over the world and they're fighting the Nazis again. And and, and the now fourth I know one that, too. What's it's that? Not- right, and the right, and the fourth. Well, I don't even like to think. Yeah, I'd acknowledge it either. It's shit. But to me, this it just it just doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't have the same rhythm. It's it's a fun movie, and maybe if the movie existed in a in a vacuum without any of the others, it might have it might sit with me better. But for me, I just I, I never got into it. And even sitting that, and I've seen I must have I've seen this movie at least twenty times, and I can never remember what the overall plot is. I can never I never remember who's in on the joke. I never remember why the Maharaja is also brainwashed. It's it it it's it's sort of a complicated story as far as what they're doing to the doing to the to the native people and why they're trying to get these things and what these things are. Where Raiders of the Lost Ark, the principle is really simple, but the movie's very big and it feels very grandiose. And this movie feels like they were just like, you know what? Let's do all this stuff. We're gonna make it silly. Indy's gonna be, you know, Indy. He's gonna he's gonna be saying Dame and Babe, and he's gonna have his whip and do some whip stuff, and they're gonna go through a mountain and. It's got for me. It just it it never hits, and I I, I disagree. And Kevin, I very rarely disagree. Mm-hmm. For me, it does not pass the remote test. Oh. I never stop on this movie when I see it. I always Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. Every scene is awesome in that movie. You can stop on any scene in that movie and just watch that scene and go, "Wow, I just saw something really cool." There was something iconic that happened. In this for me, there's a couple of scenes in this that stand out, and the rest of it is just kind of jumbled together. And again, the overall tone it's just it's just too cartoonish and too comical and it seems like they almost tried to cover that up and slather it with violence like, well if, if we're gonna make him a, we're gonna make him silly but we're gonna have him rip somebody's heart out so that'll that'll make it more serious and dark it's like ah, it just it just never worked for me i'm not i've, I've never been a temple of doom guy mm-hmm. i did have the uh, i did have the action figures from this movie though so for whatever that's worth and the video game for super nintendo is fucking amazing if you had because it had all three movies in one game yes yep Yep, loved okay. it. And you know that remote thing you talked about? I would say that I would argue that the remote is you, you drop the remote because you're waiting for the the the, the mine shaft scene. That's what you're doing. You're not you're not you're not dropping yeah. the remote. And say, oh, I can't wait to see what 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 uh, Willie does next. You drop the remote because right. you want to get to the really good stuff, which is at the near the end. Right. I don't think. Listen, as a fan of this one, I, there's no one who's going to come to her defense. She's by far one of the biggest blights on the whole fucking franchise. There's no one who's going to argue 
uh, Kate Capshaw. And, and you know what? The, the pro- I think the bigger problem with her was, sure, she starts out a showgirl, and she's shrill and obnoxious. There's literally no evolution to this character. She right. does not end up right. a single bit better than she was when she started off. When they're looking at this, when they're looking at the gems, George and they've already been through all this shit, and he goes diamonds, and she's like diamonds. It's like your lady, you just watch a human sacrifice. You saw kids being enslaved. <laughs> These people are starving, and you're still thinking about diamonds. You're just a piece of shit. You're literally just a pretty piece of shit that Andy's stuck feeling guilty and he has to keep alive. So yeah. Anyway, for me, the the movie's a five. It's, I mean, in in the wow. realm of movies, it doesn't make me nauseous, but it just it just never it never really did it for me. Bobby, give me a number one to ten. Uh, well, you know what's funny? Like he he gives it a five. I'd probably be around the five or six as well because you know, like again, I'm, I love Indiana Jones. And one thing you guys didn't bring you didn't actually didn't bring, didn't bring up is when she's down there in the in the shaft of mm-hmm. a volcano, she would die. So people would die. Oh, yeah. burn to burn to death. Like that, that's not people wouldn't be able to sit there and they would be forget dead. burn. You'd suffocate. It's all yeah. Suffering. There's so you wouldn't, you exactly. suffocate. Yeah. So I'm 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 also gonna give it a five. Five out of ten. That's fine. I knew this one would be a uh, when I saw you did it. I go, you know what? Ah, yeah, people don't like it, but a lot of people. I mean, I like it. Look, we I already said it's the worst of the trilogy. You know, I, I I'm probably even weirder. I think Last Crusade is the best one, but I still love Raiders and I like 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 Last this Crusade one. is my favorite too. Yeah, me too. I love it. Right? Let's so I guess Con- Connery makes everything great, right? Okay, cool. Let's get to the critics' five star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom may have some impressive features, but it's nowhere near the classic as Raiders or Last Crusade, obviously. Again, you will savor the Indiana Jones schizophrenia. By day, a bow-tied, bespectacled archaeologist. By night, a resourceful swaggerer whom four brings to life as a modern blend of bogey and the Duke with just a glint of misfit psychopathy in his eyes. Someone's trying to seem smart again. (laughs) The reality is that this film that comes close to reflecting the racism, sexism, and jingoism that fueled most of the serials that originally sparked Spielberg's and George Lucas's impressionable young imaginations. I don't think people ran out here and tried pulling out hearts of their friends in the playground after seeing this film in the 80s. I know I didn't, so disagree. A breakneck adventure that moves at the twice at the pace of the original but has only half of the creative strength. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. <laughs> It's not that the darker makes sorry, it's not the darker turn that makes the temple of doing uncomfortable at times. It's its mean spiritedness. So let me get this straight, folks. I mean, I'm asking you. So Nazis in three other films, that's not mean, but this is mean spirited. The Nazis are mean, but this is mean spirited, <laughs> really? You know, and, and 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 every that I kept seeing that online that this one was darker. And they're saying it's darker just because it's violent. But then the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark was still it was still dealing with the Nazis and Hitler's need to collect the occult and the the consequences of, of opening the Ark and the people melted. The, I mean, the melting was it was especially now it's ridiculous looking. It's the most cartoonish thing in the world. Right. But at the time, it was horrifying looking. Yeah. And, and it's not quite as violent as watching a guy get his heart ripped out. But again, to Kevin's point, there was no blood. 
There was, I mean, if he, if you stick your hand in there and blood just falls out and the guy, you know, flops over and you're holding his beating heart, that would be, but this was, I, I just think they're, they're giving too much credit to the darkness of this movie just because there were a few scenes. The guy gets crushed in the rock grinder. Also, which has a six to 12 inch long stripe of blood after yeah. someone goes I, in a rock crusher. <laughs> That doesn't happen. His intestines would have been stuck to it. It would have been a spattering. I mean, we've all seen hostile and shit like that. People are holding on a grenade too long. That's what would happen. It looked like it looked like a ketchup packet went through. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom washed two ketchup packets in your jeans. That's a perfect analogy, Kevin. I love that. Next one makes you wonder if Spielberg and series producer George Lucas have might have been going through some drug phase. Well, Spielberg's going through his divorce, right? So he was. Like, yep. hooked up with Aren't Kate they both going through something? I, I thought I read Spielberg something. was for sure. I don't know. I don't know about uh, Lucas. I thought they, yeah, I thought I saw that Lucas was going through some, some shit too. Terrific opening with anything goes in Chinese. Then the kid shows up and it's downhill. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I thought, and I, I say, I thought anything goes was when the two Corys went to go meet directors and producers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew it was going to take a second. That's a good, it's a well-written joke, Kevin. I'll wow, the two Corys. That's uh listen, this, this podcast. Reference. Yeah, B- Bobby, welcome to this. Esoteric I know the, I know podcast. the reference though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying this podcast is nothing if esoteric references. So, and he keeps it in the eighties. So that's a, that's I a love it. I love I, it. Great. Listen, stick to your tenses, right? That's writing one oh one. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star review. The ooze. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews, five-star reviews. This movie has the stunning Kate Capshaw. I would not call her stunning. Oh. Would you? No. Pretty, oh. average, not stunning. She's, I would say she's, she's prettier than, why am I blanking on the, the other ones? The, the first, in the, in the, Karen Allen from yes. uh, from Animal House, but the Nazi archaeologist is a yes. smoke oh, ship. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. And her name yeah. is that Alice- scene where she's talking to both of them and they're chair they're chained up. I was like, even that's kind of hot. No, I like Kate Catshaw. She's more my type. I like the curvy ones. And yeah. when she wore and when she wore the Indian outfit because my wife is white and she wore when she uh-huh. we got married she wore the first outfit. I found that pretty hot. So there you go. You so, so the- you fetished at your wedding? That's cool. yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and Harrison, oh, sorry, yeah, okay. And Harrison Ford is simply incredible as one of his, one of his iconic roles. John Williams is at the peak of his composing game as well. You know how oft, you know how too often sequels don't live up to the original. Not true in this case. It adds to the enjoyment if you've seen the first Indian Jones, but not imperative. I copy and paste, Bobby. I don't edit for this. Why does he leave with with Kate Capshaw though? That should be the last thing. Well, no, no, these are these are different. These are different. Oh, these are different ones. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pause. I give a nice one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then go to the next one. Could not finish the movie. Forgot how scary this one was with all the sacrificing. My seven year old loved the first one, so we were bummed when we had to turn this one off. The PG thirteen part doesn't clue you dumb dildos in for a second that they give these ratings for a reason. Not the best movie ever made. Thanks for going on a limb, jerk off. Certainly terrible in some parts and a fair bit of racism, but I'll always have a soft spot in my heart. You know, you know who didn't have a heart? The guy who was lord in the lava pit. <laughs> Sorry. Because I think it was the first Indiana Jones movie I ever saw. It was the 80s. What do we know back then? Someone explain where the racism is. Okay. 
I like that he says, what did we know back then? As though it was the 1300s. No, it was the 1980s. Be fair. Come on. Are we under that same microscope 40 years ago as we are now? Not even fucking close. Not even close. Listen, I get that movies are always going to have different tones, but it's just, it's not that long. What did we know back then? We we still thought the the Earth was the center of the universe. Come on. It was the 80s. (laughs) Next one. Was a gift. Stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness at play, fellas. You have and- to hope that guy actually wrote a really long review and then accidentally hit delete, and all that was left was was a gift, and he was like, ah, fuck it, and hit enter, and went to bed. Can you imagine his parents caught him? What are you doing up there? Are you jerking off? No, I'm writing a review. They come busting the room. You're jerking off. No review. Turn it off. And click. How many people? How many people rated that helpful? I'm just curious. You know, <laughs> you know that's a good question. I just should have looked that up. But now we're getting on to our favorite section, Bobby. That is the Amazon one. Star reviews. Amazon. One star reviews. After not seeing this since my childhood, I'm horrified at just how bad this movie is. Cinematically, it's an inexpert playoff films of the 40s. But where those often chauvinistic leading men also carried a code of gentlemanly ethics, Jones replaces those here with 80s bad boy qualities. In reading about how this travesty of a shaky plot riding on top of wild sexism and racism came to be. Mm. Inviting to your house oh. for, for uh, Hanukkah, Kevin, next year? Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Yuck. Kate Capshaw. More yuck. Signed, Steven Spielberg. just kidding honey wink wink (laughs) i didn't watch this someone hacked my account wait was that really one yes that really was one that's amazing (laughs) we've gotten a few of these and i thought i have the need to throw them in every fucking time (laughs) dark do not like human sacrifice Hey, can we find someone who's pro-sacrifice? Hit us up on G- at GTSC Podcast on Twitter if you are pro-human sacrifice. Uh, Mayans and Incas need not apply. My kink is human sacrifice. Yeah. Over-the-top ridiculous adventure, which is extremely violent and gory. Not for kids under 10 years old. Hey, assholes, remember the part where it says PG-13? <laughs> Sounds like this person says, red light? Nah, I just go, I'll just go right through. Hey, I got into an accident. Very poor analysis and representation of Indian culture. Hey, I didn't know this was a Margaret Mead documentary on Indian people. Thank you. What an incredible mess. It looks like an extended commercial for a roller coaster ride at Disneyland. How on earth does junk like this get financed and made? Okay, here's Business 101. Because the first one made a conjillion dollars, you two and a half men loving simpleton. Next one. Very entertaining. A classic. <laughs> it's under, as a one-star review, waka, waka, waka. That's hilarious. They don't get what the stars mean. No. They, th- they think but they meant number one. Yeah. But whatever. I'm not going to get in their minds. Bobby, are you? No. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Bobby Umar gut the sacred cow? It's a, this, is, this is a tough one for me because I agreed with everything Bobby said. And I, I you know, th- th- we, had this, we had a similar score. And, uh, but I think this, this movie is still one of those classics that's just going to stand the test of time. It's Indiana Jones. It's a beautiful Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford in this movie is just stunning. He's just, it, 
It's, I mean, it's just, when, when he, when he ha- takes his shirt off, I'm like, ah, he's even in, he's even in shape. Like he couldn't have just had a little bit of a belly to make my wife even went, ah. I was like, all right, I get it. He looks fantastic. <laughs> That'd be even funny if she goes, no, I, no, no, I, I farted. Never mind. <laughs> so he, Bobby did a really good job, but I, I just think this movie is just going to stand even in the face of our, this the stuff that we pointed out. So I, I, I don't think he fully gutted it, but I think he definitely, uh, he definitely gave it a good couple stabs to the throat and it's now teetering around, but this movie is going to keep standing and, uh, and people like Kevin Goatee are going to keep saying it's great. I like it a lot. If I'm saying it's great, but I like it a lot. Bobby, I agree. I think you did a great job. You didn't fully pull the heart out. You definitely gave, made it drink the blood of Kali Ma, which is, uh, you know, you, you hypnotize a few people, I think, but not enough. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention, I forgot to write down, where the fuck did the voodoo doll come from of all of a sudden? Where you had the voodoo I doll. I that. God damn it. Oh, I had that note. I had that note, too. I mentioned that. You did? The voodoo doll? I missed I that. I missed the voodoo doll. How is voodoo doll connected to something? Oh, right. You said voodoo. He said voodoo. Yeah, yeah you did? Okay. I, I'm sorry. From. I missed that, Bobby. I missed that. Yeah, they made it in time. They, they, they found him. They made a voodoo. Let's make a voodoo doll. Oh, we'll put a hat on him. That's how we know it's different than everybody else. That's silly, I said Bobby. the I said the Maharaja makes a mean voodoo doll. He's yes. out of nowhere. He just has this perfect, even in a leather jacket. Like, where did he get yeah. the clothes? From his Barbie kit. I was say a Barbie dream house. He has a Barbie Pancop <laughs> Palace dream house. Yeah. Bobby, where can the world find you? What are you up to? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at Rayhan Bobby. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook uh, talking about my business, my work. And, uh, you know, and, but mostly on Twitter. Twitter is where I do a lot of my sharing pop culture talking about politics, talking about things that I, I think are hilarious and funny. And uh, that's the best place to find me. And my website's uh, rayallen.com. So if you want to check me out, please do. Ray Allen, as in the former UConn player who played for the Bucks and all those teams. Back well, well Rayhan's my first name and Allen was the middle name of my partner. So we put it together, but there you go. I'm more surprised Ray Allen doesn't have his own website. The, uh, the, the, the playing. Well, too bad. He's going to pay you off for that. Exactly. <laughs> Bobby, you were great, man. Thank you so much for coming and gutting yeah, the sacred killer cow. Killer job, awesome, awesome. Kevin oh, Israel, amazing. Oh, so thank funny, you. So insightful. Uh, the research, like, man, I, this riffing on the movies, I loved it. I had a great time. Thanks oh, so much. Thanks so much. That's a hell of a testimony. And I also will say, Bobby, you are the first person to shout out your LinkedIn in the shout out section of our podcast. So congratulations <laughs> for breaking new ground. <laughs> Kevin Israel, where can the world find you? What are you doing? Well, you can find me at KevinIsrael.com, but you're going to go there and look at a calendar that's completely empty because the world is shut down and there's no stand-up comedy anymore. Nope. So really, why bother? KevinGoatee.com. I don't know. What's the same reason as Kevin? There's no stand-up dates coming in, except my NFL picks, which are better this, you know, this last few months. KevinGoatee.com. But more importantly, GTSC Podcast on Twitter. That's where we do most of our damage. Nowhere near as Bobby, though. His following is impressive. GuttingTheSacredCow.com every day for some nice toilet reading. Why not get paid to be at work and poop at the same time and read our articles? That's our motto, right, Kevin? GuttingTheSacredCow.com, GTSC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We don't do flossing videos. That's stupid. We're also on LinkedIn. I also post stuff on LinkedIn under my name, so go ahead. You'll find stuff there. But in the meantime, you guys are all dolls. Don't forget please leave us a five-star rating, two or three sentence review on iTunes or whatever your podcast platform of choice is. And we have, and listen, I love taking photos and putting them on our social media of our favorite, well-written, funniest reviews, whatever. We did a bunch last week. 
So keep on doing that. We really appreciate it. And tell a friend. That's the best compliment. Tell a friend how funny we are. And you just heard Bobby say how funny we are. So God damn it, if he's not a source of endorsement, I don't know what is. Guys, you girls, you've been all been gems. Thank you so much for joining Gutting the Sacred Cow this week. We love you. See you next time. Take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.